Hello, everybody. Welcome to Project Rusty, where we take a break from playing video games to play with the news. I'm Robert, and I'm joined here by Austin. What's up? Mike. Yo. And our guest this week, Re. Hello. Yeah, and you know what it is we do every week here. We come together and we talk about the random, weird, wacky stuff that happens in the games industry that honestly, we can't believe still happens sometimes. But you know what? That's the world we live in, I guess. Um, I'm going to throw the ball at our newbie here. Ree, what have you got for the table? Okay, so the story that caught my eye this week was one that's kind of been bubbling over for a couple weeks now, but it's still going on, is the whole uh, controversy with the website G2A. Um, if you're not familiar mm. with them, they are a reseller of uh, game keys, um, and they are absurdly cheap. Just as I was getting ready for this podcast, I just thought I can look at particularly indie games. And you can get Freedom Planet, which is uh, an indie game fairly reminiscent of uh, classic Sonic games. It is normally at £14, and it is now listed on this website at £1.78. So those are the kind of uh, deals you're dealing with here. And they're all fairly reputable, of course, right? All on the up and up? (laughs) (laughs) Not sketchy at all. No, not yeah. and, pretty much. And unfortunately, with the thing like this, you know, it sounds like such a good deal. Well, it's almost too good to be true. In fact, it definitely is. As we've seen in the news recently, um, it made headlines for um, a indie game developer. Um, just getting his name up here, but he said that he would rather uh, players pirate or torrent uh, his games rather than buy them on G two A. Now, that is a bold statement, obviously, but the reasoning behind this actually makes sense when you look into it, because how G2A has been operating is that it's been said they're not the best at vetting the people that sell these game keys. Now, if you were to like sell a gamer on a GameStop or in here in the UK, CEX, you know, like you have to go through some checks, they might ask for identification or something to make sure you haven't just nicked it and have coming in to sell it. Whereas what's been happening here, according to these indie game developers, is that people have been uh, stealing a credit card, buying a game on Steam, selling it through G2A, and then when that credit card's reported as stolen, um, that means that to make up for the lost money from the person who originally owned the card, um, they then have to, the, the developer of the game then has to reimburse the original holder of the card. Now, if you're something like EA or Activision, that's not really going to affect you. But as an indie game developer, you can imagine like some of these development studios are made of like two people or even one person. Mm. So that's really, really affecting these developers, which really makes sense why now developers are saying, look, please torrent our games. At least we don't have to pay for it. You know, it's not just bad for the developers. It's bad for the consumer, too, because you can get banned for doing that you can maybe some kid like you know has like two dollars and they use their mom's card with whatever savings they have and they see these really cheap games it they could end up getting banned from steam because these are fraudulent keys and another interesting thing i saw on reddit one time a while ago maybe half a year ago or so some guy did and asking anything he used to sell keys on g2a and one thing that these people do is that they, um, you know, ask 
game developers for keys saying they're going to review it and just end up selling it online instead, never doing any coverage. Yeah, which is really shitty. Honestly, it it makes everyone in the game's media look bad, which kind of sucks. It's one of those, you know, one rotten apple things, right? But I don't know. With G2A, it's it's crazy because I can see the point. Like I have seen Twitter. It's a wild place to be. And you can see people who will genuinely fight for G2A to the death, you know, like that's a hill they will die on. G2A is a reputable place that I will always buy keys from because they are cheap and they fit my budget. And I just can't help but think as a consumer in the long term, why would you want to basically cap all of these developers and publishers at the knee? And like, sure, for you right now, you're getting the game cheaper. But in the long run, these publishers and developers aren't making the money they need to fund their next game. That's, you know? ex- that's exactly how I see it. Because, I mean, okay, in the past, I have bought a key from G2A, but now I don't oh, think I will. Because no. I know, I know, <laughs> such a bad thing to admit to. But I suppose now that knowing what I know, now that it's, you know, when you buy a game secondhand, you know, knowing that money's going to go to the developer. But with G2A, it's even worse in that money might be lost to the developer because they have to then pay when a, a potential, like, you know, stolen credit card is then reported stolen and then they have to pay the person who originally owned the card. So you're not even only making the developer lose out on money, but you are potentially making them lose a lot of money and a lot of time in dealing with all these, like, because obviously it takes a lot of time to work out, like, oh, okay, so this, yeah, to work out. You know, who was the car stolen from? You know, do they have to reimburse them? And for a development studio that's comprised of like three people, that's gonna take a lot of time out of developing video games. Yeah, like I saw this one dude on Twitter, and like probably was partially a troll, but I just can't help but think, you, you know, incels really exist. Like there are people who really <laughs> think these things. So I kind of just believe that there are people out there who believe anything, even the things that seem like jokes, right? And someone actually said, like, fuck triple A devs, which, okay, sure. I will buy their games from them or like I'll buy their games in a way that doesn't support them. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Are you like boycotting triple A games by playing them illegally? Like, is that really the best way to do that? Like, (laughs) shouldn't you just like not at all play them? Yeah, if you're going to make a point, I mean, you're not going to play them at, at all. Right. He's just being full of shit, in my opinion. Like, if you think their games and the developers are that bad, then surely you wouldn't want to play them. Like, I can understand. Like, I mean, I probably buy a lot of AAA, AAA games, like, secondhand anyway. But, like, why would you make a point of saying, like, I'm going to take money from them? And But I think they're awful. Like, that makes no <laughs> sense. Yeah. I don't know. This whole G2A thing, it's really sad. And you can kind of tell G2A is starting to squirm. Like you, you know, I saw on Twitter recently. Apparently, someone in their company emailed a bunch of pe- a bunch of uh, games media people and were like, "Hey, could you publish a unbiased article about how good we are and how nice we are and how we're the most reputable market on the web on the internet?" And also, don't disclose that we told you to do this. <laughs> like, dude. Oh God, it's <laughs> not that great. Was, that was insane. Yeah, a bunch of game journalists got that got that email saying, "Oh, we've written an article for you." And it's 100% factual based, but you can't tell anyone that, you know, we sent it to you. <laughs> like, 
How yeah. do you sink that low? I mean, they've all. I mean, we should probably say that, like, yeah, okay, G two A have uh, said that. Oh, this was the work of like a rebel employee. We did not permit them to say this, but like, okay, that's a pretty bold thing for a rebel employee to do. You know, <laughs> someone at G two A must have agreed to that email going out for sure. Yeah. And didn't they uh, offer to pay some of these outlets that they reached mm-hmm. out to? Yep, we'll pay you. Don't tell them we paid you. Yeah. And also, we're good, right? Wink. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, look, I've seen I've seen a lot of bribery in my life, but I feel like that is the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> like, you could do so much better than that. Not that I condone any of it, but it's like, come on, man. It's it's like a first grader. It almost felt like a first grader saying, like, please, can you make us look good? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a joke when I saw it. It's insane. God, I just I the the sooner G2 like everyone can realize G2A is not a good place to buy keys, the better, in my opinion. King is also bad, by the way. Yeah, I mean all of those, you know, gray black market places like i get like i sympathize with people who definitely are on the cheap right like i get that games playing video games is not the cheapest hobby i mean i always tell myself at least i'm not a warhammer 40k nerd (laughs) (laughs) so like that's kind of my saving grace but i also still understand like like i mean look at uh november this year for example you have Five AAA games coming out at $60 a piece within four weeks. You know, that's insane. Oh my God. Yeah. If your tax is 10%, like it is in the great state of Washington, that's like $330 in a month. If you, assuming you wanted all five of those games, you know, like. Which these studios are hoping you will. Right. And, you know, that's the thing. I totally sympathize with the fact that this hobby is expensive, but I think your morality should outweigh your need to spend money in that way like i totally get save that money for food if you need to but i think it makes more sense to save for an extra week or two to spend full price on a triple a game or even an indie game than to buy it right here right now for a dollar fifty because of g2a and of course as these developers say just torrent it if you can't afford it yeah so that that's the lesson to learn today. Pirate games, all of them. <laughs> uh, right. That's it, all of them. <laughs> no, but really not G2A. Just don't do G2A. Like there's so many better options for you. Uh, Mike, what did you bring to the table this week? All right. So uh, as y'all may know, uh, Mario Maker 2 came out a few weeks ago. Mm hmm. Um, evidently, Nintendo um, dropped a very popular level um, for the game and are not really citing the reason behind why they, they dropped or they banned it. They banned it. Right. Mm. Okay. Or maybe that level didn't exist at all. <laughs> yeah, um, the creator of the level got an email from them with from Nintendo, all it said was that the level was inappropriate when there was nothing wrong with the level at all. And what was it? Um, it was a level by a Twitch streamer called Grand Pooh Bear. It's a pretty good name. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I like <laughs> I like that name. But 
yeah, they really aren't giving any reason behind why they drop or ban the level. But what was in the level? <laughs> well, that yeah. was the thing. There was nothing wrong with the level at all. So it was just a regular level. Yeah, it was a very popular regular level, and Nintendo decided to mm. ban it for some reason. I Does think it do there's... like anything abnormal? Like, is there anything different about this level? No. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, so here's the thing. For for a while, I thought you were kind of pulling a long con because I saw a story today that said Super Mario Maker 2 uh, has a level called Storm Area 51. <laughs> and I thought that you were I thought you were alluding to that and trying to joke like, no, there was nothing wrong with this I, level. I, I did too. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. I was like, I'm like, what is with the level? Tell me. Like, I'm interrogating <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I the- demand that something wrong. There has to be something wrong with this level. I demand that there's something weird about this level. The hell, Nintendo? What are um, you doing? Yeah, the the guy who made the level even said on Twitter, if there is something wrong with the level, tell me what it is and I will fix it. Man, that that's just Nintendo being Nintendo, man. I, <laughs> I mean, like, real, like real talk though. How do they not know how the internet works? Still, I don't understand that. I think they need to divert some resources to Super Smash Brothers custom stage maker. <laughs> Are there still like dicks all over that? Yeah, I was about oh, to say. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's a lost cause at this point. Nice. Man, but like, you, like you said, this is just peak Nintendo. They just have no concept of how online games should operate. It's like they did Mario Kart Wii, which had great online, and like after that they were like, forget it, we peaked, there's no point trying anymore. So Smash Bros. is still laggy, and for some reason they're taking down all the Super Mar- uh, Mario Maker 2 levels. So thanks, Nintendo. So like, yeah. you guys aren't going to give us money anyways. It's exactly. They know. It's something I've always believed with Nintendo is for every good decision they make, they make five extremely <laughs> baffling ones that I really just don't understand. But somehow that one good decision they make is so good you can kind of ignore. The That's what I was, about to, I was about to say. They do one thing so good that we completely forget they fucked up. Yeah, so like many this, times we hit like the switch the switch light great that's a great thing i think that's i mean it's going to kill the 3ds which i'm fine with and that's just objectively good job nintendo oh yeah and then this happens and then they don't really, they still haven't released virtual console which i will never understand and they still don't manufacture enough amiibos to satisfy the demand it's like why like it's just plastic literally the virtual console thing annoys me so much because i'll be thinking back to all these like gamecube games i played and i was thinking i would pay so much money to be able to legitimately play these now because my Mm. only way is to like either obviously torrent it or just pay someone on ebay like my life savings so it's like nintendo i am willing to give you money for these old games you made why wouldn't you do it yeah, and don't tell me that the Switch can't run a GameCube. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> it could easily run N64 and GameCube, at least. I'm willing yeah. to bet. At this point, well, a toaster could. If if it could do Mortal Kombat 11 at 60 FPS, I'm pretty yeah. sure they can do an N64 game. Or The Witcher. I mean, yeah. come on. At 540p. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then again, guys, it can't handle all of the Pokemon in the National decks, obviously. So. Oh, no. <laughs> what have you it, done? Had, it had to come up. I'm sorry. You know, here's Don't. the thing. <laughs> I get it. We're at like what? Like after this gen, it's going to be 900 plus, right? Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's way too many. Like, that's a lot. Like, I stopped remembering their names after Gen 3. <laughs> like, I kind of, I'm one of those people that picks my starter and nicknames them Pikachu. Because I'm like, yeah, that's kind of all I need. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> and I just don't think people understand having to animate 900 Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, to be fair. Like, the Pokemon fan base has been a bit over the top i don't want to i don't know i'm not sure how to word it it's just they're very much now as soon as game freak said oh it's too hard to animate they've now been micro analyzing every step that game freak makes with pokemon sword and shield and saying see this proves that it's all rubbish and you could animate these 900 plus pokemon because they got the animation on one character a little bit funny you know what Mm. i'm about to do this i'm about to change my topic Oh, no. I'm going to change it to Pokemon. So this is pretty related to the topic that, like, just the whole, you know, animation, everything. Uh, A couple days ago, I saw this bootleg Chinese Pokemon game, and the animations look wonderful, and the graphics look really good, too. And people are like, why can't Game Freak do this? Why can't they make really cool animations just like they do? The game actually looks really good. I don't know if you guys have seen this. No, um, no. I mean, I wouldn't play it because it's just a bootleg, you know, Chinese Pokemon. But like, um, they're, they're giving Game Freak a run for their money, honestly. Yeah, and I think I don't even know what engine Pokemon runs on. I think it's a proprietary one, right? Like it's its own. Oh, it's got to be a thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like they can tap into the resources that like, say, you know, Unity or Unreal has, right? Because they have a ton of support for all kinds of things. That's why those games that are built on Unity and Unreal can look very good. But with the Pokemon engine, I imagine all of that's being built from the ground up. Like everything is like nothing happens without someone at the Pokemon company doing something about it, you know? So, and they have like, what, 130, 140 employees? Obviously not all of them. Yeah, and they're not all animators, obviously, right? That's just not how a company works. So I I can see why, right? That like 900 plus Pokemon would be a lot. And that's just factoring in the in-battle cutscenes. Like what about, you know, the legendaries hanging out in the outside world, you know, like when you run into them, right? It's a lot. It's It's just a lot, frankly. I don't actually have a problem with the visuals. Like I don't, people are overreacting and the animations too i don't i don't play it to you know see these long ass animations from every <laughs> attack i do mm. like people you gotta Bro, that's the only reason for what you it. wish for of course it is mike yeah no i <laughs> i want to teach my mewtwo knights of the round so i can watch a three minute cutscene every time i use it <laughs> like that's all i want a little bit of omni slash in there yeah just throw like, in an omni slash have these people played pokemon stadium because these Pokemon in that game just like love to show off and it's really long matches. Are, 
way too long in Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. Like, I think they could have they could like afford to flex by then because it's like, oh, we've got like what, two hundred something Pokemon? This is flex and make the battles go on for like ten years. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and, and it the way I see it, like when they made Pokemon Let's Go, which is, you know, like a pseudo remake of the first gen, right? And yeah. even even there, the animations still feel a little bit 3DS in terms of their level of fidelity. Like they all look really good, but at some point, like especially toward the end of the game, you feel like these are very canned animations, like not that much unique is going on here. Um, and they only had 151 Pokemon to deal with there, you know? So when I saw that, I was like, there's no way the next like mainline Pokemon game is going to have unique animations for every Pokemon across everything, across all the moves, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, people don't want to wait a whole other year for the game. Mm. Well, yeah. you know, everyone could, everyone could just be woke and turn off battle animations like us pro players do. Mm-hmm. Very true. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone just ninjutsu's their way to each other. It's very quick and fast. Exactly. <laughs> you just got a button mash. Who cares what move you're picking? Just do it. Same. That's how the pros do it, I think. They all just kind of keep tapping. <laughs> Like tackles are made back <laughs> on every Pokemon. <laughs> Even Rayquaza, like they just kind of like move they teach, teach it. tackle somehow. Tackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and here's the thing. Here's the ultimate thing I think that it comes down to with Pokemon, right? For all of you people that are saying, man, the animations really suck. Or, man, I hate that they're not putting all the Pokemon in. Or, man, Game Freak's not doing a great job with this. Bet your ass you're still going to buy that game day one. Because you're a, you're a <laughs> fucking fan of Pokemon. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nintendo owns you at this point, And you're going to buy it. Yeah, I'm buying it. Exactly. <laughs> I think like, we oh, all are. Oh, God, no. I'm mad, but I'm buying it. It's happening. At Nintendo, like, they might as well just set up, like, a direct debit with my bank account because yeah. they could do anything. They could, like, Miyamoto could fly to my house and punch me in the face. I'd probably pay him a fiver, so. Because <laughs> that's the thing, man. Pokemon has this brand power at this point. If you're a fan of Pokemon, you're buying it. Like, that's kind of it, you know? Like, no ifs, and or buts. So that's why I think they can get away with this, you know, what they've been doing. Or what they will be doing with uh, Sword and Shield. Um, so that's your story for this week, Austin. Yep, I cool. did that. You you did it yourself. You made Pokemon yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> that's why it's so <laughs> shitty, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, 900 Pokemon for one boy. That's a lot of work. I that's it. impressive. Yeah, I've been working on it for a while. So everyone can send their hate mail to Austin instead of uh, Game Freak. No, Ryan. Yeah, I'll, and here's I'll his personal his address. Number. I'll put up his address in <laughs> no, the um, <laughs> in the link below. Yeah, <laughs> and just for fun, here's his social security number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple credit card numbers while we're at it. Yeah, I feel attacked. <laughs> uh, so I want to close this out by talking about the Uplay Plus roster that they just recently announced. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Uplay Plus is Ubisoft's new streaming service because, you know, we can't have too many of those. And uh, they, they've said before that there's going to be over 100 games. 
and I believe they're delivering. And I'm looking, I've looked at the list and I'm just like, I don't know if this is worth 15 a month, you guys. I mean, for one, that's already pretty expensive when you're competing with like Game Pass, right? Or EA but, Play, haha. Just kidding, who cares yeah. about EA Play? Well, that's like what, <laughs> five bucks a month? Ten bucks a month? Yeah, it's Something cheap. Like yeah. Five bucks. And you get to play games like Anthem day one. Good old Anthem. Yeah. Um, but have you guys looked at the the list of Uplay Plus games? I'm looking at yeah. it right now. I see Tom Clancy. Yeah, to boil it down, it's basically Assassin's <laughs> Creed, Far Cry, Tom Clancy. Uh, I was about to like, say, it's like... <laughs> like, there's not much here. I mean, I guess Watch Dogs as well, but... There's 16 Assassin's Creed games on here. Yeah, and... <laughs> and they're what? It's like crazy. There's more than 10 Tom Clancy games. And... You know, I know that this is Ubisoft, you know, they're they're digging into the old games they've done, right? Like we have the old Prince of Persia trilogy, which that's really cool. I like those games a lot. Um, Might and Magic for fans of that. But I just can't help but feel like a lot of these games and maybe this is like a problem with Ubisoft itself, right? But when it comes to a franchise like Far Cry, let's say, for example. I look at that list of games and I'm thinking, I don't know if I would recommend to someone, yeah, play Far Cry 2 through 5. Like, start from the beginning. You know? I would just say, just play Far Cry 5. Or, like, yeah, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I know what you Creed. mean. Yeah, no, same thing. No, you're, you're right in saying that, because it's like... So, if, like, Mass Effect, like, I could recommend someone play 1 till 3. And Andromeda. Andromeda never happened. It got cancelled. Um, right. Moving but on. This is Andromeda you speak of? <laughs> exactly. Shut up, Mike. You didn't hear nothing. <laughs> but, like, with Assassin's Creed, could you really recommend someone sit through all of it? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the list now, and it's like, unless you really like Ubisoft games, and... For, mo- for the most part, like people like two of them. I don't really see who this appeals to. Yeah, and you know, I, I do think it's a good thing that they're doing the whole, like, if you if you buy into this, you get the super ultimate gold edition or whatever of every game that comes out. And I think that's a good deal, you know, compared to Game Pass where I don't think you get that with some games. Like, some of those games are just, you get the base, and then you have to buy the DLC on top of it. So, that's nice of them to do. But I still just find it really hard to justify maintaining a $15 a month subscription fee. I feel like what I do is the month, and this is hypothetical, because the month Watch Dogs Legion comes out, I'm playing literally every other game but that, that month. <laughs> but let's say I was really excited for Watch Dogs Legion, right? And like Final Fantasy VII Remake didn't come out three days before it. Uh I would probably just say, here's $15 for this month, Ubisoft, and, and then you can take it away from me next month, and I will be perfectly happy. You know? That's a really good point. They might just be shooting themselves in the foot here. Yeah. Because, like, Legion's a cool idea. I'm excited for it. That's fine. And if I can pay $15 to play it, I will take that. Because I probably wouldn't spend 60 on it, right? <laughs> and I'd be okay with just kind of hopping in and out of the sub fee rather than maintaining it like I do with Netflix or Hulu, you know, or Spotify. 
Yeah, this would really be a whole lot cheaper, I think, because... Yeah, I just... Thanks to Ubisoft games, I don't play a whole lot of them, but as you said, it's like I would be perfectly happy paying for one month and feeling like I got a decent deal with that and then not touching it again for a while. Yeah. You know, they've got some pretty long games, though, so, like, if you... Well, I don't know. I could see you end up playing, like, you know, three months of Assassin's Creed and end up paying less than the actual price and never pick it up again, I guess, if you wanted to do that. But if you're doing something like Division, then I don't know if it's worth just buying it because it's a live service type of game, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing because... Like you? Thank you. You know, because (laughs) Ubisoft's in this weird place where its roster is like the older games i feel of all the retro and older games you could play ubisoft ones aren't at your top priority you know for sure yeah like the best i can think of is the prince of persia trilogy that's the only one where i'd be like oh it'd be cool to play those again you know but i wouldn't play the division one again i'd play the assassin's creed 2 for like a day at most you know like it's just kind of hard to justify the whole the whole roster, this whole library. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Yeah, but you know what? I would play pay a subscription service for old Nintendo hmm. games. Why don't they do this? Virtual console. I would pay like ten dollars a month for virtual console. That's a novel idea. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That would be such a good idea. They have the roster to like justify it as well. It's like right. Nintendo. I want to give you money. Why do you make it so hard for me to do that? Please, I don't want to pirate your games. Please let me buy them legitimately. God, Nintendo's. They're they're equally the worst and maybe some of the best <laughs> of of the industry, which is obnoxious. Like even this year, you know, they've got what Link's Awakening coming out. And that's like kind of big deal. Luigi's Mansion, probably. Fire Emblem. Yeah, Fire Emblem in like a few weeks. Or Pokemon. kind of a week. Yeah. yeah, and then Pokemon. And then next year, like Animal Crossing. You know, like they have all these games that everyone is going to buy no matter what. But they will never do anything with their older games, at least in a good way. You know, like they do that whole online subscription thing where you get a few NES games and it's like, this is fine and all. But like, I know I can play Melee on this machine. Let me play Melee on this machine. Exactly. I mean, who cares about NES games at this point? I mean, there's a point where like, okay, maybe for like, oh, this is how games used to be like nostalgia kind of thing. But like, you've got some legitimately good games under your belt, Nintendo. Please, I beg. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel like the people who really care about NES games would go out and purchase, you know, NES carts, right? Like those hardcore exactly. collectors. Um, either that or they'll, you know, get ROMs. And, you know, we've also got like the NES Classic, SNES Classic, you know, and those kind of fill that void too. I just, I just kind of find it hard for me to justify it on my Switch. Like I have Switch online for free and I still don't play any of those NES games. <laughs> I've, I play Tetris 99 more. <laughs> and that is actually more entertaining than every NES game ever made, so. 
Yeah, well, I want to. I want to go that. I want to go that far. Hot take. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to go Tetris that far. Tetris Ninety Nine is the best uh, battle royale game ever. Change my mind. I, that I kind oh. of agree with. It's it's really fun. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's it's just Tetris, you know, and the song's a fucking banger, but. Man, I don't know. Just with Uplay Plus, I, I think it's it's kind of the sign that we are starting to see an oversaturation of subscriptions, subscription models in the video game industry, like we've already seen with TV and movie industry. Because like if you cut the cord for TV, but you still want everything, you'd have to pay for what, like HBO Go, Netflix, Hulu, Crunchyroll, I guess, and Funimation if you want anime. Um, I think like doesn't like the major stations in America have their own streaming like platforms like ABC, NBC, CBS. Yeah, a lot of channels have their own. Yeah, and then all the sports channels because Americans love their fucking sports. So ESPN. (laughs) So you know, I mean, there's just like already there. You're kind of adding up, and you're paying so much a month just to kind of have access to everything. Oh, and then Disney Plus too. Can't forget that. Um, And now here we're seeing that with the games industry where we've got you know like. Pretty much any console, if you want to play online, you already need a subscription service. And then for these library subscriptions, like the Stadia, this Uplay Plus thing, uh, Game Pass and PlayStation now, like there's just a lot going on now on top of the whole new games are $60. Now that's, a, that's a very good point you've made, because I think this is kind of the same problem that you've got with like the live service game model, in that both this and the subscription services will kind of demand all of your time whereas realistically you can only really play so much you know like with tv shows you can watch quite a lot but with games it's like they're i mean especially these ubisoft games they're gonna demand quite a lot of your time can you really keep up the subscription for this and any other games ones that are coming out but it's, it's bound that some are gonna just absolutely crash and burn yeah it's it's just a lot and I think I'd be really interested to see if any Japanese developers or publishers jump onto this train, you know, because I mean, this is partially my bias in that I play a lot of Japanese games, right? But like, could you imagine how much of a selling point it would be if Square Enix launched a streaming service and they were like, if you subscribe, you get access to Final Fantasy VII Remake Gold Edition or whatever day one? Oh, yeah, well, that, that's got like the name power behind it. Yeah. Dude, please don't don't tease my wallet like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that would be kind of it'd be interesting to see like kind of how that would affect the landscape. Because at this point, whatever you subscribe to, you're subscribing to it probably for whatever the headliners are, you know. And I think Game Pass so far is doing it the best because the library is constantly growing and evolving. Like they're adding like Metal Gear Solid Five soon. Like that's really cool and unexpected. But yeah, I wish it was yeah. going on the PC too, though. Yeah, that game looks really good on PC, like very good. The Fox engine is a marvel in engineering, I swear. And it's a shame that we'll never get another game in the Fox engine, probably. <sighs> Fucking Konami. Fuck Konami. If you take anything from this podcast. Yes. And you it. Yeah, fuck Konami, fuck G2A, oh, yeah. pirate all your games. Never pay a single penny for a video game ever. That's yeah. the message here. 
Oh, vote for uh, Ace Watkins. Is that his name? The gamer president? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you published an op-ed today that was like, I mean, we should have talked about this. You published an op-ed that was like, I'm going to make sure that every Twitch streamer has like a, a minimum viewer count, like like <laughs> universal minimum wage, but for Twitch streamers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to be like like the government agents to come around and force me to watch like a Twitch streamer. I cannot wait. God, I I fucking love it. The guys at Hard Times are so great. Uh, but let's bring this podcast to a close, shall we? Uh, Austin, do you have anything you want to leave the folks with? Follow me on Twitter at Platysaur, P-L-A-T-Y-S-A-U-R. Eat. Mike? Uh, go follow me on Twitter at Zolo567. Ree? And go follow me on Twitter at re underscore Bevan. There you go. Uh, you can follow me at Panoptimist, P-A-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Uh, and I also do a Terrace House podcast. If you want to check that out, it's called Tadaima Terrace House Podcast. No, uh, think about it. Thanks. Uh, this has been an episode of Project Rusting. You can tune in next week for another one. And until then, see ya. Bye. Later. Bye.